What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Joseph Orr Podcast and the JV Podcast Network, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you may be listening. Please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, subscribe, and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. Interviews like this one you'll listen to today with Tim and Wyatt Scheid coming your way every single Monday and your home for sports gambling. The Weekend 12 Pack with Uncle Micah coming your way every single Friday. Guys, this episode's going to be a little bit different. If you remember, or if you checked out the NFL schedule, hell came early. So the Browns, they beat the Steelers on Thursday night football. So 16 Sundays in hell, that Browns-Steelers recap is going to be on the last episode. It is going to be on the Weekend 12-Pack episode. I believe it's episode number 16 with Uncle Micah. So if you want to hear that or if you missed that, be sure to go listen to that. But you won't get it on this one, unfortunately, because the Browns played on Thursday and wanted to get it out as soon as possible. So that is on the last episode. Today's episode though, after the open, you will hear my interview I did with Tim Scheid. He is my former, he was my freshman year American history teacher. He was also, when I played high school football, he was the defensive coordinator. And after being a defensive coordinator at Lexington High School for, for I believe what he said was 12 years, this, this past year was his first year as the head coach. His son, Wyatt, who's eight years old and in third grade, who I've known and who I've seen at practice over the years and who I've kept in touch with, also joins us. So that's going to be really fun. So on this episode, Coach Scheid, he's a Steelers fan. So is Wyatt. And we had a little wager on the game. We said that if the Browns won, he has to come on the podcast, Neat Crow. But if the Steelers won, he would come on and gloat a little bit. But the Browns won 21-7. So he comes on and eats crow. We talk about the Miles Garrett incident. We talk about how he explains how the game of football is safer than it ever has been because of new rules and new tackling techniques starting at the youth and high school levels. And then he also talks about the impact of plays like that and helmet-to-helmet hits and poor techniques that you see on the big stages of Saturday and Sunday with the college, Division I, and NFL professional level. We talk about him being a first-time head coach, and then we also we dive back. We talk some old American history freshman year memories that I have from his class. And also, you guys are going to hear Wyatt's Christmas list. He chimes in. He talks about some different things, but of course... The main event. You all, you all want to, you guys all want to hear what Wyatt wants for Christmas. So you guys are going to hear that at the end of the interview. And then this week, I'm not going to wrap things up with a recommendation or a complaint. I created an email for this show. If you ever want to write in, the Joseph Orr Podcast at gmail.com. So if you ever want to email in, that's the email. But I never get any emails, but I get a ton of spam emails. And all of them are the, like if you've seen The Office... And you know the whole like Michael Scott thing, remember, where he gives his bank account up to a Saudi prince because his assets are tied up and the account's frozen, blah, 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 and he basically gets robbed because of a spam email? Those are the ones I get. I keep all of them. I obviously don't move them into my regular folder, but I do keep them in the spam, and I'm going to finish the show up by reading one of those for you guys. So stick around. I have like 13 or 14 of them, so I'm going to read them. Um, I'm just going to do one today, but... I'm going to get through them all um, as time passes on. So all of that coming your way, but first enjoy this nice, smooth jazz.
So on the bat phone right now, calling on the JV podcast hotline, we have my one of my former high school football coaches, Tim Scheid, Coach Scheid, excuse me, and his son, Wyatt, who's one of my good friends. Okay, guys, but, but yeah. Wyatt, um, before you're allowed to answer any questions, we're allowed to go forward. We have to we have to get confirmation that you have your football, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Okay, then we can start. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. Wyatt, I'm gonna start yeah. I'm gonna start with you, buddy. How old are you now? Eight. You're eight years okay, what grade is that? Third. Third grade, eight years old. Are you uh playing football, doing sports? What what's uh what's going on in your social life? I know you probably have to have like a manager and personal assistant. You're probably just wall to wall twenty four seven. So what do you have going on? Um I was doing football, but now I'm doing. I'm gonna do wrestling. Nice. There you go. Football in the fall, transitioning into wrestling. That's good. That's all the football stuff should help you with wrestling, and all the wrestling stuff should help you with football. That's awesome. That's great. And then I'm also doing baseball. Good. I know how much your dad loves baseball. Yes. <laughs> oh. I don't mind watching it. Coaching is a whole different story. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Okay. Good stuff. Wyatt, um, real quick, how was it having your dad being the head coach this year for the first time? Was it any different? Were you still at practice all the time? How was that? Uh, pretty good. I was always at practice, but good. sometimes my mom would come pick me up because it was too hot. Yeah, it does get pretty hot during the summer. Oh, my gosh, I can't imagine. But I can at the same time. <laughs> well, that's good stuff. All right, Wyatt. I'm going to talk to your dad for a little bit, but stay ready because I got more stuff for you, okay? All right. All right, awesome. Okay, Coach, let's start first and foremost with what's important here. You have to start up with uh, holding up your end of the bet. Brown Steelers, you're a Steelers fan. I'm a Browns fan. The Browns won on Thursday, so you have to eat crow here and uh, uh, talk about it. the Steelers losing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a good game. Yeah. Oh, that's all you got to say about that? You were just so defeated? Yeah. It's, I just can't believe uh, how – how uh, actually how good the defensive line for the Browns played and how bad the offensive line for the Steelers played. I kind of thought that was not going to be the case, but uh, they, they sure did uh, take it to them, and uh, Rudolph didn't have any time at no. all to throw. Absolutely not. Just disappointing but i don't even know what the game plan was either they went in there they threw the ball at 50 sometimes right i was surprised they had like 60 plays and 40 of them were uh passes which i don't understand yeah they and then you know obviously all the injuries i mean they lost so many guys throughout that game between connor and and juju and who's the other receiver like deontay johnson deontay or johnson yeah yeah, yeah those those three and i mean obviously they're down uh without ben so right back up Backup quarterback, they're down two receivers in the game, and then uh, they lost a running back again in the game. And yeah, it was just a, a, a complete disaster from an injury standpoint. But is it time for Duck? Mm -hmm. The second time in a row? Come on. <laughs> is it time for Duck? Is Rudolph, do you need a bench Rudolph? Uh, good question. I like Duck, though. Yeah. That one time he was in, he was, he's a fiery little guy. I like yeah, him. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Sure, why not? Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> there's nothing, you know, we don't, <laughs> there's nothing left, you know, to try to salvage, I think, from, from Rudolph. I think we know what, what he is. When he has time, though, he's not bad. He's, no. he, he, he can hit the guys, but. For sure. 
I would love to see more of that duck uh, get in there. Yeah, why not? So obviously it wasn't as sweet for me as a Browns fan because of the end of the game with Miles Garrett's attempted murder. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just insane. How, what do you think about all that? Because there's all these narratives out. Obviously, I don't care what, you know, Rudolph did, um, right. you know, to you know whether you think he started or not. It just seems just like – you know, there's there's guilty parties on both sides, and it's just that the what the Browns did to be guilty is just so astronomically higher than anything that Rudolph or any of the other Pittsburgh guys did that it's you know it's kind of looked at as one sided or unfair. But I think it's I'm really not surprised with I guess how it all kind of turned out. I mean, first of all, don't we all deserve to have a friend like Marquise Pouncey? Okay, Mar- Marquise Pouncey. Okay, not only that, but remember a few years ago when Aaron Hernandez was like locked up for murder uh, and everything, and he's still in the club wearing like free Hernandez shirts and hats. Like, uh, is is there any more? Is there a more rider guy die than Pouncey? Like that's uh, insane. That, that was that was amazing, and I remember uh, hearing it afterwards that uh, you know Pouncey's uh, uh, explanation was he just you know blacked out. Yeah. And uh, you, if you watch it again, uh, and when he swings the helmet, yeah, just keep an, keep an eye on Pouncey's like eyes. Yeah, as soon as he connected, his eyes went like huge. Yeah, and you could you could tell he snapped at that moment. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah, that was. I, I mean, no one I talked to finds anything wrong with Pouncey. Now, obviously, he has to you know have a suspension for what he did, but right, no, no one is upset with how he reacted because I think no. you'd want your friends to act like that in right. a situation but um yeah i guess the disappointing thing with that whole fight um obviously the image and as a as a high school football coach it's, right. it's really disappointing because you know our, our sport's kind of been under attack as far as the violence is concerned and yep. and, and we've come a very long way in making the sport safe yeah um, it, it's 10 times safer than you know when you played even really? um, and, then you, and then you have this image that now you know parents are going to see i fight every day here to try to convince moms to let their yeah. kids come up and play football and you see that and then you see the you know the head-to-head hit earlier on Deontay Johnson um I mean those are images that parents are seeing yeah and and, and it's it's not good for the sport um in general for that to happen but yeah I've never seen anyone uh, um well I guess there was once someone swung at uh, I think Richie Incognito once yes. uh didn't didn't connect but you know, it could have been so much worse than it was. Yeah. A lot worse. Um, thankfully, it wasn't, or else. And I even said afterwards to my coaches, I was like, "There, there could be criminal charges on this. I mean, this is beyond yeah. what the scope of the sport is." Um, and and it'd be the first time I think anyone has pressed charges in a from a football game. But yeah, I don't think it's going to go that far. But no, yeah, I would have been upset about that. Okay, so do you remember before? My senior year, that whole like Kent McKinley summer basketball thing, where I just got like my head beat in. Yeah, and so, AJ Nikolai did not act like Marquise Pouncey. No, yeah, AJ Nikolai <laughs> was just like was just like you know the guy who was just like whistling and kicking the sidewalk, just like moseying around. But okay, so I remember Coach Hamilton and I we walked out, and a police officer was there. I don't know if she was there just because, or if she was called, or whatever. But we, we were talking to her. And was like, hey, is there anything that we can do? 
And she was just like, well, there's really not much we can do. It was in a basketball game, so you really can't do anything. I'm just like, just okay, great. So the next tournament, I'm just going to bring a baseball bat, and at tip-off, I'm just going to go right at people's <laughs> kneecaps, and I have immunity. That's how I read it. So, like, when this came out that, you know, the um, Rudolph's agent said everything was on the table in terms of, you know, right. criminal charges outside of football and all this stuff, I would have been like, no. That that is crap. I was lied to, or whatever it was. I was I would have been furious, so furious. Uh, I think bringing in bringing in a, a weapon kind of uh, ups the. I know, I know, but charges on that. But. Well, this was a weapon. It was a football helmet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm saying in your case, you you you, you right. You okay, true, 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 true. Blast. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, you're right. The impact is so true because you know there are parents on the fence with kids that are you know getting into the age or at the age of being able to play high school football. But I think the other thing is there are kids that because of this won't ever be exposed to football because they're at a young age and parents are just like, you know what? Yeah. Football is not even going to be in our house. And if it is, the kids will not be watching it. And so now that, that impacts a whole nother, you know, amount of people. You have the people on the fence that are interested and then you have a bunch of people that now may may not even be exposed to it. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, just kind of be turned off to it. And, Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I have like two kids right now I'm trying to target, sophomores, and yeah. you know, they love football. Uh, they tell me they watch it all the time. They want to play, but they're like, well, my mom won't let me. It's crazy. I'm like, all right. I, you know, and it, it was before this even happened. I was like, I'll, I'll call them. Yeah. I'll talk to them. I'll explain everything and how it's safer. We have the, the best helmets on the market right now. We're looking at getting brand new shoulder pads. The way we yeah. teach tapping and hitting is completely different. It's a lot safer. I said, I'll give them a call uh, and talk to them and explain to it. Maybe it'll help. Maybe it won't. Yeah. And then you have something like this that comes out. You know, how do I, you know, they bring this up. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, well, yeah. It, it, you can't really say anything. It's, yeah. It's tough. Um, it is. So what, what techniques are you teaching now specifically that do make it safer? Can you kind of explain that for everyone? Uh, yeah. Um, what we do now in, 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 firm, in, in terms of tackling, the NFL has done a really good job with their heads up tackling. Uh, we don't uh, specifically, you know, uh, um, subscribe to that teaching. It's pretty it's pretty this much the same, though. Uh, we went back a few years ago and um, looked at our issues because we were, we were having a lot of concussions and, yeah. and stuff. Um, so we, uh, we, we looked at new ways of tackling. We found that the Seattle Seahawks had put out a video on how they teach tackling. Um, and it was a, a rugby style uh, yeah. tackle. Cause if you think of rugby, none of them have helmets and they make great tackles. Yeah. And obviously without a helmet on, they're not using their head. Yep. So, you know, we, we, uh, investigated that. We looked at different drills. Ohio state went to it as well. So they sent us a bunch of drills. Um, so what we do now, instead of like the old school ways and when you were in there and I was in there, you know, you, you were taught to put your head on the, on the ball. Right. Um, you know, uh, your head across the ball carrier. Right. Uh, to try to stop his momentum. So now all that's kind of been uh, taken away. Yeah. Uh, you're tracking. If you can think of you're staring at a ball carrier moving left uh, to right. Yeah. You, your track is near hip. Mm -hmm. uh, and as he's moving, we're not teaching uh, to get your head across. It's keep your head on the outside hip, uh, and then you just go for the for the legs. Right. Uh, and drive them and, and take them down. So. Uh, all that's been kind of retooled to eliminate uh, the head from from the game. Yep. Uh, and it's it's worth. We haven't had a concussion in a couple years now because yeah. of it. 
Yeah, I think that started my my senior year where we brought out all the new equipment we had, like the uh, what were they, the big donuts that we'd roll oh, and work yeah, on the yeah, hot yeah. rolls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that was. Yeah, I remember doing that, and I rem- I remember this. So yeah, but definitely yeah. my first three years, that was uh, that was not the case. But my senior year when we came into camp, we worked on that all season, and by the end of the year, obviously that set up you know the younger guys for the few years that they had, but. Even, yeah, it probably took about three years of just drilling that for it yes. to be part of a culture. Right. How to tackle. So now we're not so much, there's not a lot of times that we have to stop a kid and say, stop getting your head across and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but we got to teach it now uh, down at the, the, the younger levels and yep. uh, make sure that they're they're brought in knowing that system. Uh, right. And that's something else that we've done here. We've, we've stopped uh, tackle football in our youth program. Yeah. To try to get more kids out, because uh, yeah. so you know, I had Cade uh, Stover. Um, you know when he was he was back, and I told him that you know we got rid of tackle down there. He was all mad at me, but <laughs> I go, Cade, do you know how many kids you alone made probably quit football because of? Oh yeah, how hard you hit them when they were in like fourth or fifth grade. Right. He's like, yeah, good point. Yeah, I think that's kind of so. It's interesting. It can kind of go both ways. So you take away tackle football. So I assume it's flag, right? Yeah. Well, we're doing something brand new this year in our, okay. our sixth grade, which is um, kind of a, a mix of flag and um, like blocking. There's no okay. tackling, but so the kids wear physical. soft shell okay. helmets. Yeah. They can run the ball. There's a line, like an offensive line and a defensive line. Okay. So, so we're teaching the um, the, the techniques of using your hands, uh-huh. not using your head. The, the fundamentals yeah. are taught now at sixth grade. And then when they hit seventh grade, well, you know, the varsity staff can come down. We can teach them how to tackle right. and impact this. So we just feel like it's a better structure, especially nowadays, yeah. uh, to get kids uh, knowing the fundamentals well that's great that that's smart and i hope that leads um you know in theory i think it's absolutely going to lead to more people uh doing it the way that you're kind of gradually teaching these guys and starting with the fundamentals i hope hope that works out that sounds sounds great and the great thing is even if you aren't tackling you know with all the you know i know that they're uh you know the the youth football isn't going to have as many resources you know, as we did with the donuts and all that, all that stuff. But it's, you know, it's still, you can still practice good techniques um, mm-hmm. at, at the younger age with the bags and things like that and working on that stuff. So, so that's great stuff. Um, before we transition out of the NFL talk here, Wyatt, I'm bringing you back in. I understand okay. that you love playing Madden. I want to know who's your favorite team to play with. Um, probably... You gotta pick one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just so many. I know, there's so many. Probably Cincinnati. Oh, why are you playing with is this like back when they were kind of okay? Or you using oh. old rosters, you jacking up the rosters? What's so cool about Cincinnati? No, like are you talking about defense or offense? Um who's your yeah, yeah, who's your favorite uh t- who's your favorite offense to play with? Oh, Steelers. Okay, you like the Steelers. Obviously, with the injuries off, so Big Ben's out there, not Mason. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite defense? Probably Cincinnati. Why? Did they just give up like fifty points to the Ravens the other week? All right. This is new to me. Cincinnati. Well, because I like because they're easy to get through. 
Uh, so, oh, he's thinking. Oh, I see. Okay, I see what you're saying here. Yes, you like to play against Cincinnati's against defense. Cincinnati, yeah. Smart. Who's <laughs> Who's your favorite player, Wyatt? Juju. Nice. Ben loves Juju. He has a Juju jersey. He loves him. <laughs> Coach, do you play at all? You play with him? Uh, every once in a while, he makes me uh, yeah. uh, take like the Dolphins or the Bengals and... <laughs> And then he'll be like the the, the uh, Madden uh, legends. Yes, that's <laughs> they what... don't have that in twenty. Oh, they don't. Okay. And then okay. he'll take the best team, and then he makes me put my setting up as like all Madden. Oh, jeez, that's that's but... the stuff that Ben does. He loves just like creating players and just scoring like three hundred points. I'm like, this. How is this fun? This is stupid. <laughs> All right, all right, but yeah, and we have good games. I don't know if he's ever beaten me yet this year. Okay. Do you think you'll come out of retirement if NCAA football comes back? Absolutely. Oh yeah, that's just. Good. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. I don't understand how they, how the, the the companies didn't come up with a um, a workaround? You know, uh, buy the licenses for the schools, have generic players out there, and you know, within like three days, someone's going to. You know, uh, have have it made where you can download it. Right. Uh, I guess I don't know. It's too bad. Okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> Coach. Let's talk high school football here. First year being the head guy. Can you just tell me h- how that was? Because you spent how many years were you the defensive guy? I was uh, twelve years as a defensive coordinator. Wow. Yeah. And then finally becoming the head coach. So how how was that? How was that transition? Um, the transition, I guess, with the, with the team and the kids was was good. I mean, yeah. uh, everyone knows me. They knew, you know, how I was, and they knew the staff. I brought everyone uh, back from last year and added uh, a couple new ones. And uh, so the transition with the kids was all right. The the responsibilities obviously changed. Right. It was it was uh, a little weird being at practice and even in games not calling a defense. Uh, yeah. That was that was odd. Um, but. Uh, uh, I'm so much busier, like outside of right. uh, the, the games and the, and the practices with, you know, uh, the administrative side of things and budgeting and calendars and schedules and getting all that stuff set up. So that was that was brand new and a shock uh, to me um, to kind of get it all settled and, and, and running in the direction I wanted it to go. That's great. That's great. One thing that I noticed on social media, it seemed like you really put an emphasis on team team bonding and setting up activities that were outside of the field in the locker room. It seemed like every other week I was seeing like pictures and like snap, like Instagram stories or whatever of like everyone at like a pool party or something like that. Why did you you put like an emphasis on that? Why do you feel stuff like that is so important throughout the summer when you're, you know, really trying to bring the whole team together? Yeah, it's it's really important, I think, for your for culture of any uh, any football team to have great chemistry. The teams that are the most successful have chemistry that um, is hard uh, to, to to break. Um, and I thought uh, put an emphasis on getting our kids to know each other, um, from seniors down to the to the freshmen and sophomores with juniors and sophomores with seniors uh, was important to do that. The game of, of football, you have a 11 guys that have to execute um, together uh, and they have to be willing to kind of um, do things that are uncomfortable right. and uh, can hurt. And you have to be able to do that knowing that the guy next to you is uh, going to do it as well. 
Uh, and the best way of, of doing that is to build that chemistry outside of the season uh, mm-hmm. so that when you hit the hit the games and hit practices, uh, that the chemistry will help uh, get the kids through it and help improve the program overall. So uh, uh, team bonding was very important. You know, putting my calendar together now, trying to think of nice. you know, one thing a month uh, of getting the kids out. Now they play other sports, so you're not going to have a whole team. But um, you have to have, in, in this game of football, especially at the high school level, you have to have the kids uh, know each other, uh, like each other, uh, or respect each other. Maybe they don't have to like each other, but there has to be a respect there. Um, and that happens by getting them together and forcing them to do it at times. Absolutely. You talk about it, and you were running this at the high school level, but I think it goes all – I mean, it obviously goes all the way up through the pros. I was recently listening to an interview with Jared Dudley, who's a veteran NBA player. He, he's with the Lakers now. And one thing that he's noticed in this short season of spending time playing alongside LeBron is – and he, LeBron has had teammates say about the – say this about him pretty much everywhere he's been LeBron is a big camaraderie guy always on the road getting guys together for dinners you know keeping the group mm-hmm. keeping their group chat active or whatever and one LeBron uses it as you know it's great and he enjoys doing it and it's gr- and you know camaraderie is important but he kind of uses it as a leadership mechanism as hey if I can break bread with you when we're in practice or in a game you know there's that rapport there you know I care about you and I can get on you you know, if you need to play harder or you need to be in this spot or whatever else. And that's that's how greatness and championship teams are are born. And everyone's style is different. But I feel like there's a, a great point to that. And it's something that's awesome that can be applied to every single le- level of, of athletics. Yeah, uh, in, in high school with our class systems, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, right. senior. What, what I've seen throughout my 12 years is, when you have a class that um, is super talented, but they only care about themselves and they have yeah. like that click, yep. it, it ends up hurting the overall team. Um, and you got to try to break that um, and, and and get them to expand out into different uh, classes, have friends in other classes and get them out uh, uh, with each other outside of school yeah. and kind of, like you said, break bread with one another and and that's important. Uh, you break bread with someone, you bring them over to your house. Um, yeah. It, it, it creates a relationship that's hard to break. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I saw that firsthand. We were kind of forced to do it, you know, just out of sheer numbers. When I was in eighth grade, we only had right. it was like seven or eighth grade, seven or eight eighth graders go out for football, and we were so lucky that you know the seventh grade class below us was a big class, a talented class, guys that were willing to step up and play with us just so we could have a season and even my junior year when a bunch of those sophomores were playing with us and we didn't win a game but it still felt different than the year before because there it felt like more of a team not just you know juniors versus sophomores and seniors versus sophomores and then you know you were able to build you know from that next year going from winning zero games to six games and then when those guys were the seniors I think you know they um, they applied that to being the top dog now and interacting with the younger guys and that that's what allowed you guys have such a such a great season there you know and it was years in the making and yeah you have to um you have to have that part of the program um because if not you're waiting for like a class like you did uh where you guys uh work with the underclassmen yeah uh and that gets that gets seen and that's that's kind of the beginning of the culture that you want but if you don't do anything to keep that moving it's eventually going to die yep 
and then you're waiting for that next special class that expands and bonds with everyone. And, but that's what every maybe four five, six years. Yeah. So once you, you get that established, um, you gotta, you gotta kind of nurse it and make sure, sure it keeps and continues and you can't, you can't relax. You can't uh, just think it's going to happen by itself. Tell me about a time this year where you faced some adversity being a first year head coach and kind of how you weathered it and handled it. Uh, well, um, first game of the year, I mean, I can go play game by game. First game <laughs> of the year, uh, you know, we broke the school record for rushing. Yep. Um, and then we came out and we played some really good, tough opponents and we hit a kind of a, a losing streak there. Um, and it took until, we'll say like week, uh, eight, we we're playing West Holmes. Yeah. And, uh, we felt like we matched up well with them. Uh, felt like we, uh, should have been in that game and winning it. And we go into halftime. Uh, down 17 nothing and you know me joe i'm not a a, a fiery interface right. kind of a guy yeah and i just went nuts yeah in the, in the locker room and i said you know one of the kids had mentioned you know as he was yelling at everyone else that he was tired of losing yeah and uh that was kind of my message too i'm tired of it you know yeah. everything that we put in you guys deserve better and you're not doing it uh and we went out and we we won uh 27 24 we came yeah. back uh, to win that game. Uh, and that kind of, uh, sparked us, uh, in the next few weeks. So then we had two shutouts at the end to seal the, uh, the, the, the record at four and six. So, um, I would say that, yeah, that West Holmes game, uh, when we're down 17, nothing, and I've never been a part of a comeback like that in 12 right. years, um, to come back and, and win that game was, was, uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Th those moments are always interesting. I think back, do you remember my junior year? When we were in film, and I don't know if this was staged or what, but coach, there were a couple bad clips, and Coach Gerhardt just got up and started screaming at us and chased us out of there. He's like, "Go to the locker room. You got 30 seconds to get down on the field." And he starts throwing water bottles at everyone. I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, what is happening?" Poor Mrs. Bigley was setting up for homecoming, and she would just about turned to dust she was like oh my god like just things like that or i remember at halftime my sophomore year at madison we we're just getting killed and coach strickler who's the offensive coordinator comes in you know coach strickler never swears never does much of anything and he's just like get kicked get right now and i'm like oh my god like we better start playing hard he might kill somebody i was like freaking out but like yeah, yeah but no like, yeah those moments like they can be um Pretty powerful. What's the biggest thing that you learned over the course of this season, um, or you know, what's or what's one thing that you learned just over your entire coaching career that you wish that you knew and wish that you had going into it? Um, I, I guess what we've kind of just been talking about the the need for chemistry and how yeah. important that is. You know, that's something that over the twelve years. You know, I look back, I try to find, you know, information and data on, uh, on everything and figuring out why one year you're, you know, 10 and 0 and then the next year you're four and six. And, yeah. and then you, you, you slide for, you know, a good five years and then all of a sudden you're back up. You know, what 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 is it? Why can't you sustain uh, success? Maybe not 10 and 0 every year, but why can't you be, a, a, you know, your worst season as a seven and three or something like that? Right. So, you know, and, and it comes down to, uh, I, I think, as we were talking about the chemistry and having the team care for, for one another, uh, not only each other, but then the coaches as well, uh, and building a whole kind of family aspect. Uh, once you once you get that rolling, I think the culture kind of takes care of itself. And 
Um, not that you need to ignore the culture. Yeah. It always needs to be kind of, like I said, uh, uh, nurtured and uh, nursed uh, along the way to keep it, keep it fresh and uh, active. Absolutely. Who's the best player you've ever coached against? Oh, well. <laughs> uh, good question. Thank you. Best player I ever coached against. There's been a lot of good ones. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we did we, we did go against that uh, Mr. Football back in uh, when was oh, that? Oh yeah, Eric Howard. Eric Howard. Yeah. yeah, from Hoover. That's true. He was a, he was a man. Um, now he's in he's in jail. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had some issues. Yeah, he had a lot of issues. But but on the field, he's probably was the hardest one to to game plan for. And there have been some other good ones. There's a. Uh, uh, Mansfield uh, Benson uh, yeah. was really good a few years ago. Um, Marquise Blair was a second round NFL pick. He's pretty. Marquise good. Blair, yeah, he was he was pretty nasty. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. Hitting kid. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but I don't know about game planning against him. He was more of a defensive guy. Right. Oh, for sure. So, so for my twelve years, it was I was always looking at offensive guys. Right. But he was he was he was he was tough. I'm trying to think of the um, oh yeah the kid from Sandusky who's there now he's a senior last year he was really bad really uh, yeah. tough probably that uh, what about the running back um, Ben played against him he's at Cincinnati now from oh the uh, Warren game. he yeah. uh, was at Toledo Central Catholic yeah that's right yeah he was he was he was really good yeah uh, and he would probably be number two behind Eric Howard but Ooh, yeah I mean we had. We had Cade against uh, the Warren kid, and right. uh, Cade was able to control him uh, as he could right. that game. But. Did, um, what about uh, – there was a kid from Orville that spent some time in uh, Illinois, like Monheim or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going way back into the archives. For yeah, this. you are, man. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've gone to a lot of brother. Lex football games, man. I was a fan. <laughs> they have a kid at Orville right now running back. We couldn't stop him last year. We yeah. didn't play him this year, but yeah, won, we couldn't stop him. They won him. state. When, when did they win state? Was it like two years ago, last year? Oh, last year. Last oh year, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. This kid was a sophomore last year. Crazy. I mean, wow. he's he can kind of pick his number, how many rushing yards he wants. He's that good. Jeez. But he's a smaller guy. He's not, you know, a big, uh-huh. big dude. He's just, man, he keeps his balance and never goes down. Yeah. Um, how's, uh, how's American history going? Still teaching that? Oh yeah, it's going great. What's your favorite lesson to teach? What's been your favorite lesson over the years? You can't pick the food one because we all know that's number one. <laughs> My uh, immigration celebration day. Yeah, right. Yeah. We just had that a few months ago. Perfect. Um, my best, my favorite lesson. Let's see. Um, I like. Um, I do one on Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy okay. Roosevelt's my favorite president. Nice. So we do a lesson over him and uh, how he feels the uh, uh, what the duties of being an American citizen are. Yeah. So that might be my, my favorite one. Uh, him or we have a, we do one with FDR too. Nice. It's easy to say anything with war, you know, World War yeah. Two. So I like the you know, progressivism with Teddy Roosevelt and just yep. teaching about him. That guy's stories, man. If you ever oh, want to yeah. read about a president? Wow. Um, go back. Yeah, so being an American history teacher, when I put out those questions, when I put out those videos of people just being not knowing who people are, does it just make you cringe? It does. It does. 
like, oh god, come on. Like, like I, I will never forget the guy. I, I hold up a picture of John F. Kennedy asking him who the president is, and this dude's like, oh, this is my guy right here. I'm like, okay, who's your guy? He's like, Clinton. I'm like, what? You're out of your mind. Oh my god. I only have, I only have three memories from your class. Number okay. one was this. I think I'm pretty sure it was like some like underground Chinese boxing thing, righteous and harmonious fists. I yes, so I boxing rebellion. So I never, I don't remember anything about the lesson, but I remember you saying, "If I ever start a band, this is going to be the name of the band." Yep, the righteous and harmonious fists. So I, I would, I've never forgotten that. The other <laughs> number two is the first day. I'm not going to say any names here, but the first day of class, we had a kid in there who was repeating your class and I'll just never forget we were setting up to do something and you know, he just walks up you're like all right man this is a round two you know the drill and like all this I was just cracking up and then of course we put on a video or whatever and not only was he taking a nap he flat out laid on the ground propped his feet up was using his backpack as a pillow just like did not care I'm like okay so this is how this is gonna go and then number three I'm sure you'll remember this um, when we did that movie maker project and, uh, and it was, we had to pick like a different war or a different battle within some war or whatever. And then remember at the end of the video, the cutout in the whole like America F yeah song. Oh geez. Yep. <laughs> Cedric Benson. Bowman. Bowman. That's yes. It. Yeah. Yeah. Never will forget that. That was that was hysterical. I, I, I just, that's forever in my memory. <laughs> yep. I remember that. Cause I remember another kid in the class like recorded it. Yes. I'm then, pretty sure it's still on YouTube. Is it? <laughs> oh yeah. I watch it like once every other month. It like crosses my head. I'm like, I gotta watch this because I'm in the video. I'm sitting up front and it happens and I just drop my head and then it's silent. Then you hear just Joey's on to start like belting laughing. Now, did you know that that was going to happen? Now that time has passed, yes, because I don't know why Cedric seeked me out, but he told me, he goes, hey, look what I'm working on here. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, God, I probably should have said something, but I wanted it to happen so bad. <laughs> All right, I'll try not to be mad at you. Okay, okay. I know I, just, <laughs> I know what the right thing to do was, but you know me. I'm, I'm always in it, in it for the entertainment. Sure. Yes. It's all about the story. Yes, that's exactly right. And see, we're talking about it now. If I told you, I would just be a narc. Right. <laughs> okay, before we wrap this up, Wyatt, I'm bringing you back in. Buddy, yeah. Christmas is coming up. What is on the list? I got to know. Um, Football cards. Nice. Um, AirPods. AirPods. <laughs> Jeez. Is that a thing on college campuses too? Yeah, everyone loves AirPods. I don't get. I just think people like them because they connect super easy and they're kind of like a a status thing. I personally, I have some wireless headphones that I got for twenty bucks off of Amazon, and they yeah. work incredible. And I think that they sound better than the AirPods, so I'm completely good with with those. But AirPods, they do look cooler, and it's. I think it's more of just like a status thing. Yeah, I mean. Um... They're fairly new, maybe within the last year or two. Yeah. <clears throat> because we used to have it. We still have issues in school with kids wearing them, but before them, it was the just the regular one ear uh, yeah. plug in, but yep. the, they had, it would have the cord run down. Yeah. 
that was kind of like a status thing. And then kids started doing the wireless ones and now everyone has those. And yeah. you can never tell, especially uh, the girls with their hair down if they have oh, them in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd just be listening to podcasts all day if I had long hair <laughs> like that. Just be oh, kids these days, though, man. You got you got to be careful with the, the cheating. They find uh, some pretty creative ways of doing it. Oh yeah, like they'll make they'll make they make their own voice memos and then they put it in them and yeah. then they have those AirPods in and and they're taking a test and it's reading it off to them. Yep, it's, it gets creative out here too. I had a friend for this one marketing class, so th they've come up with a lot of different software to kind of combat this like lockdown browser and where you have to have. Um, it accesses like it watches you as you take the test like with the with the computer camera yeah and and what this one kid did was so you were able to test the camera before like you started the test you had to okay. do like a room scan and all that stuff so what they did was they found out how far they, they'd set them up um, and then the, with a blank wall in the background and they'd set you up find out how far another person can can get close how close they can get to the screen without going into view and they'd put up a piece of tape and then they'd be on a rolly chair and then they would be with the second computer looking at the question type it in on the notes the internet wherever find the answer and then it's multiple choice and then they would go underneath with the hanger and tap and tap the other person taking the test on the leg one time for a twice for b three for c four for d wow how about that that takes a lot of planning and effort. <laughs> but genius. It is genius. I mean, yeah, so it gets um there's there's so many ways around it, even with all the technology and as, as good as it is what these, you know, professors and universities try to do, but right. that's why ASU is the number one in innovation. <laughs> you, that's not happening at MIT and Stanford, but at ASU, you can bet your bottom dollar it is. <laughs> good. So, good well, stuff. Well, that's great. Well, thanks, Coach. Thanks, Wyatt. This was really fun. I enjoyed this. I'm glad you guys were able to call in and hang out with a hang out with us a little bit today. Thank you. We really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun, right, Wyatt? Yeah, I have more stuff though. Well, all right, Wyatt. What you got, man? What do you got for me? Um, hoodie. Oh yeah, he's got more stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, what? Yep. Iron Man helmet. Nice. And. Steelers helmet. Nice. Yeah. Nice shoes. Perfect. That's a great way to round it out. Nice iPhone shoes. iPhone 11. iPhone 11. It's not getting an iPhone. <laughs> well, he's got to get the iPhone to match the AirPods. Sure. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna get him in trouble. Now. I'm just gonna get myself in trouble now if I keep talking. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Hey, no problem. Okay, so hope you enjoyed that conversation I had with Coach Shide and his son, Wyatt Shide. Really great to catch up and talk with them. Glad that they're doing well. Glad that Wyatt's excited for Christmas and really excited to see what Coach Shide continues to build there at Lexington. Hopefully build off of that momentum and the adversity that he faced and he'll just continue to get better. He's an extremely hard worker, so really looking forward to what the future of Lexington football is and what his future will be leading the way. Okay, let's read a spam email. Okay, let's read this spam email, shall we? This is coming from, who is this coming from? Cosmo Oil Company Limited. Okay, here we go. Oh, here's the headline. Business Administrative Consultant Outsourcing. Oh, this is exciting. Is this gonna be a job offer? Okay, Cosmo Oil, Cosmo Oil Limited. They're out of Tokyo, Japan. 
Always wanted to visit. Hello, Cosmo. Hello, Cosmo Oil Company Limited, COC, a petroleum-based company is currently interested in, in employing your services at a bit as a business administrative consultant. Question mark? It's like Ron Burgundy. God damn it. You can't. I, how many times do I tell you anything you put on the teleprompter Burgundy will read? Let me reread that. Cosmo Oil Company Limited, a petroleum-based company, is currently interested in employing your service services as a business administrative consultant? Outsourcing. Nice. We are sitting on a $320 million venture. Seems relatively small for the oil industry. Dealing for Jet A1 Aviation Fuel Storage Farm and Heavy Equipment. Initial construction services are still in progress. Yeah, those things can take forever. It is time to initiate the next step in the process. Love it. Would like would would you like to be involved? I would. You could work full-time or part-time and keep your current job. That's great. This part-time position will require you to receive funds from us and our partners and make payment for oil products. I'm in. A self-allocated maximum time, less than 10 hours weekly is desired. Oh, wow, I can do that. Hence, you will be able to get keep your current job. Yes, as you mentioned before. I contacted you after going through your profile and feel convinced I can work with you. Yes, well, I'm interested to see what profile they saw as I have, like Dwight Troop, many different resume, special skills, karate, and or martial arts, excuse me, and professional. Uh, job description. Sole duty will be in business representation and purchase of oil products and payment collections. Two, payment to consultant. Salary. Cosmo Oil Company Limited shall pay you a monthly salary of eight grand. It's 96000 a year. Did the math by bank check C H E Q U E? Ah, must be a Tokyo thing. By bank check delivered to your address at the end of each calendar month during the term of this agreement, commencing 30 days from signed appointment letter by Cosmos Oil Company Limited. You will also receive 3% from every payment you collect on behalf of Cosmo Oil Company Limited. Wow, this is amazing. Oh, it gets even better. All fees, including. Local tax will be handled by us. Details of your personal or cooperate accounts are not needed in this job. Lovely. Please indicate your interest by sending us the information below. Full name, complete physical address with postal code, private telephone number, alternative email, if any, gender, date of birth, current job, company name, if you own any. I don't own a company, believe it or not. Um, on behalf of Cosmo Oil to Lim Cosmo Oil Company Limited, COC, I should just call it cock since I can't say it. Um, please accept my heartfelt welcome and delight having you on the team. We will be sending you an employment letter once we receive the above information from you. Sincerely yours, yeah, I don't want to mess this up. This is my new boss, Yiki Camara, Chairman, Representative, Director, Cosmo Oil to yeah, Cock. I'll just call it cock. I can't say Cosmo Oil Company Limited, cock. Okay. Very interesting. I want you guys to tell me, send me an email, write in, leave a comment. Oh, I'd love to see that on Apple and Spotify. If you, I, I, know, I don't know if you can do it on Spotify, but I know you can on Apple. Leave a little review. Tell me if you like the show, what, what you'd like to see more of. And also, tell me if I should jump at this opportunity. It sounds pretty great. Maybe it's too good to be true. Who knows? Hope you guys enjoyed this segment. I want to read more of these. These are kind of fun to... Uh, to read through. I'm just sitting on them. So let me know guys, if you want me to read more of these. And that was reading a spam email. 
Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you may be listening, please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, subscribe, and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. Interviews like this one coming your way every single Monday, and you're home for sports gambling over the weekend. The Weekend 12-Pack with Uncle Micah coming your way every single Friday so you guys can have some fun, have some rooting interest, and most importantly, win some money. Thanks again for listening, guys. I will talk to you on Friday.